Welcome to Retirement Income Solutions with the team at Security First Asset Management. If you're concerned about having the right financial plan, then this is the show for you. Your hosts, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, are ready to listen to your questions, help you plan for the unexpected, and set you up to thrive in retirement. Here in Middle Georgia, they're the team to turn to for financial guidance so you can have more peace of mind. It's time for the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen. Plan. Thrive. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions with the team from Security First Asset Management. Joining me on the program, as always, is Big Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. They are local wealth advisors right here at Security First Asset Management, serving you here in the middle Georgia area, 800-987-1443, your number to call to get yourself on the appointment calendar, 800-987-1443. Gents, welcome in. How are you? Well, great. Did you just name me Big Bill? Big Bill. Where? I did. I did. I called Big you Big Bill. Bill. I thought that was Big cool. Bill. Big Bill. Big Danner. Bill Danner and Dan the Man. Dan. The, oh, Dan the Man. There we go. Yeah. Dan the Man Neesmith. Yeah. Oh, please, I was trying to come up that. with something and I couldn't think fast enough. So <laughs> Big Big Bill. Big Appreciate Bill. It. Yeah. Now, there's yeah, an old song. There was an old song from back in the uh, 40s or 50s. I forget, but it was called Big Bad Bill is Sweet William Now. Is that you? You got it. Have you heard that song? No. That's a good one. Big Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. Yeah, once he got married, yeah, he went from being Big Bad Bill to Sweet William, so... Ask my wife, she'll tell you that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Sweet William. I Sweet like William that. now. I Sweet figured you William. would. I figured you would. Well, I hope you guys yeah. have had yourself a good week, and we got a great show lined up here, so I'm going to toss out a question for you, actually, Bill. I've got, Holly wrote in a question to talk to you. Holly's over in Macon, and she says, hey, my neighbor retired two years ago and has decided that he now needs to go back to work because money has just become too tight. Uh, I just retired myself last month, and I think that we're fine, but I'm a little worried the same thing can happen to me, cause and effect, right? So she wants to know how can she make sure she does not have to go back to work, guys. Well, I'll tell you, the the main thing here, Holly, is to, before you retire, make sure that you don't just have enough money to get to retirement, but all the way through retirement so you can enjoy your lifestyle because, you know, no one wants to work uh, their whole life, retire, and then try to need to get back into the workforce. It's very difficult to get back into a job making the same amount of income as when you retired. So, you know, the main thing is to have a plan. Uh, We recommend highly having a retirement income plan, and uh, that will help you know before you pull the trigger on retirement if it's uh, a good idea, if you can live the lifestyle that you want to during retirement and certainly don't want you to have to go back to work. So, you know, if you're already retired, you still need to sit down with us and let's look at everything. The budget is the central part, making sure you're spending the right amount of income, for your needs you know we want to you don't need to spend too much or too little we need to make sure it's just the right amount and make sure that it's going to give you the right amount of income forever even thinking about the cost of uh, living increases you'll need to take so uh, i recommend uh, making sure that that's forecasted out so uh, you can feel good about it yeah get analysis done right i mean the best way to find out is go ahead and just have a plan uh, put together or analysis done and see where you stand, Holly, because, you know, if you're just kind of winging it, then of course, yeah, you definitely might not know. And of course, we don't know the situation you didn't tell us, but maybe you do have a, a plan or something in place. And if you're feeling uncomfortable about that, or you're still not sure, well, second opinion is not a bad idea either. So reach out to the guys, 800-987-1443, 800-987-1443. And uh, what's our fact of the week, fellas? Well, 
You know what? We're leaving money on the table. Do you believe that? We are. Wait, what table? Yeah. I'm going to grab some. Where's it at? Yeah, we ought to be standing in line. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, according to CNBC in August of this year, okay. more than 200 million vacation days were left on the table in 2017. And the lost value of those untapped benefits was $62 billion. Dang. So people not you know taking what? their vacations, right? Right. I yeah. think they just wanted to help the shareholders. Yeah, because that's what happens for <laughs> yeah. each worker. You know, each worker, that's a donation to their employer and equals out about uh, $604. Well, that's How interesting. That? That's kind of interesting, isn't it? So $604. Yeah. Okay. But, it, I mean. Everyone. It's. Each, yeah. Then times $200 million. <laughs> Time, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, that's. $62 a, well, billion. Well, that's where you get to $62 billion, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's crazy. a lot. I don't know about you, but I mean, I like to take my vacations. So I wonder what, who these people are that don't take them. They're workaholics. Apparently, yeah. Maybe folks just, you know, don't use all their days. Maybe they use some and, and keep some. But, yeah. you know, and some fall off. That's what the yeah. problem is here. Well, that's true. Yeah. Some companies yeah. where after, if you don't do them in a certain time period, they don't roll over, you know, to the next. That's you know, So, yeah. Lots, lots yeah. of wasted money, lots of wasted time. Lots of wasted money. Giving too much money back to your employer. And, yeah, and most of them are not going to let you accrue those and save them at the end either, right? When you hit retirement and you go, hey, listen, I've got four weeks I didn't use. I'm going to retire four weeks early. <laughs> yeah, a lot of companies don't do that anymore. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So something to think about. Make sure you're using those vacation days because you don't always get them back. And uh, sometimes you need that break. You need that decompression time to unwind. Like Bill just did not long ago. He took his wife out for their 45th anniversary. Did you guys enjoy your trip? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very good. Very good. Daniel, what'd you do for that week? Time. Did you do anything interesting that week? Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about that or on did, the air. Or did I'm you work? <laughs> you had you had to cover the yeah, shop, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, we we, we worked. We had some uh, presentations, uh, you know. Okay. Did some seminars, some educational events. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so Bill, let me ask yep. you guys a question here. So, Bill, you've been doing this a long time. You've been married a long time, obviously. So again, congratulations for that. So let's talk about guys some ways. Now, Daniel's younger than you, so we can kind of get some point counterpoint here on this topic. He's a baby. He's a baby. That's right. He's a baby. Let's talk about how retirement planning just isn't what it used to be. Obviously, in some ways, retirement planning was definitely easier for past generations. And again, Bill, you can probably speak to some of this because you've seen this evolve through your years. How do you help people now overcome financial challenges that their parents and grandparents, possibly clients that you had yourself, uh, just did not have to face or necessarily have to face? So let's start with the, the big elephant in the room. That's the pensions, right? They definitely have been going away. Some people still have them grandfathered in. Others don't. And Social Security winds up being maybe the only predictable, I guess, maybe retirement income you could go with, depending on, because I guess you could always say you could lose things in the market or whatnot, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I look at my own mom and dad. Dad okay. had a pension, dad had Social Security, and he had savings. What didn't he spend? He his retirement. savings. He didn't have to because his Social Security and his pension was sufficient. That's not the case today. We are blessed in our area to have some businesses that still have pensions, but they're dominated by the federal employees in the school systems and state systems. But outside of that, we don't have a lot of pensions in our area, so... The uh, three-legged stool that my parents had doesn't exist. It's a two-legged stool. It's their savings and Social Security. And Social Security was never, ever intended to be uh, 40 to 50 or 6% of replacement of your income. It was never intended to do that. And the fact of the matter is it's like 25% in a lot of cases, uh, even less. So we have to have uh, other money saved that we can create uh, predictable and reliable paychecks in retirement. 
Yeah, and with us living longer, right, the, the whole life expectancy thing happens. It gets drug out now. You're collecting Social Security for longer. So you do have to think about, you know, making sure that you're planning to, re, you know, fund your own retirement for more years. And, of course, if you do not have a pension, then that's really where it comes back to the personal savings, the investments and things that you're doing. You've got to build on those appropriately. Right, Daniel? Yeah, you really have to plan on living a long time in retirement. You know, there's more than one way to do things. Uh, Some people choose to work longer, but if people want to retire at age 65, we certainly recommend planning, you know, having income, if you're married especially, for one of the two of you to live all the way to age 95. So that's 30 years of income in retirement. And not just income, increasing income. So if you needed 50000 in the first year and you live 20 years at 3% inflation, you'll need $90,000 in the 20th year. That's a big deal. That's a, a big drain on assets if you're having to give yourself that kind of raise over time. So you have to plan on living a long time. Don't bet against longevity. People are living longer now than they ever have in the past. Yeah, and I, I don't sure. see that trend. I don't see that trend turning around. No, you know, it seems no. to just keep going up. So, at some point, we probably have to take a different approach to how we how we work and when retirement age should be. You know, if we go back and look backwards when they when they enacted the Social Security rules, uh, life expectancy of a male was sixty two years. Yeah, they weren't really they weren't really planning on you using it for long. That's for sure. Yeah, well, full retirement was sixty five. Right, exactly. So the average retirement age was sixty five, and they never intended it lasting that long. No, they just set it up in case people accidentally live that long. They have some income. And I and I read somewhere (laughs) that yeah, (laughs) and and I read somewhere that it was something like for every forty people putting in, it was like one person taking out or something. And now it's like for every four people putting in. There's one person taking out. So the numbers are certainly yeah. askewed as well. So a lot Absolutely. to think about, you know, <laughs> and, and Daniel kind of, you talking about living longer. You know, I think I've made this comment on here before, but I don't know if you guys ever saw these stories, but they are now beginning to 3D print body parts and like the stuff works, which is kind of crazy. So, you know, really? <laughs> yeah, they, they 3D printed a lung. I and apparently it worked. So, well, we, we, can you do that with hair? <laughs> I don't know. 3D print hair. Uh, we'll have to check. My with, guess uh, would be if they can do it with a with a body part or lung. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to hair. check into that. Yeah, Bo- we'll have to like check Daniel with Bosley. See if they're uh, they're, they're the hair see, institute. Might see with the blonde hair. She was, so what would that look like with hair? With blonde hair. <laughs> blonde hair. Get him. <laughs> get him. Some, get him a long blonde <laughs> mullet. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I've fantastic. seen him wear an Elvis. I've seen him wear an Elvis wig. An Elvis wig one time at a client event. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I ought to have it. Next time you. Next that time that happens, take a picture, please. I got to see that. So, I want to. I want to see that. So you. Right. Yeah. You and you and everybody else. <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> well, you're you're listening to Retirement Income Solutions, folks. We're talking about retirement planning is not what it used to be, as well as the fact that Bill looks interesting in an Elvis wig. But 800-987-1443 is your number to call if you got questions or concerns, or would like to talk about how your own retirement plan maybe isn't where you want it to be or maybe you think it is and you just want to get a second opinion find out for sure well give them a call 800-987-1443 800-987-1443 check them out online as well as a complete the that's complete the so guys back to our topic interest rates let's discuss that they've been ticking up over i think we've had what four in the last uh oh i don't know 12 14 months something like that and you're starting to see where it's getting a little bit more in CDs and money markets, but you really can't make much money there. You're still not even keeping up with inflation, are you? No, you're not. And uh, it's been a really a sad thing for anybody on fixed income for the last eight, 10 years because they really haven't stayed up with inflation and earned very much money on their money at all. And 
Unfortunately, a lot of those folks have taken drastic measures by coming away from safety into the market because the market's been doing so well. And, and that, that could be very disastrous for somebody that's retired, especially if they're older in their 70s, 80s. And folks have done that, unfortunately. So we, we have a tendency to, to go where the rates are, and sometimes that could not be do us well. So moving forward, interest rates will click up. and But still, uh, they have a difficult time over historically uh, keeping up with inflation. So we have to plan accordingly. Well, as another piece to this puzzle, guys, let me ask you about this. So like I said, people now can look at interest rates. I, I've, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, oh, yeah, I can get like, you know, 2.5, you know, in short term or whatever the case is. But then I saw this, and then I saw that, and I saw the other. So information overload becomes still the same problem. And we have so much of this at our fingertips now, no matter what topic it is you're looking at, whether it's the best place to get an interest rate on a CD or the best annuity or the best this or the best that. When you Google search anything, you're getting about a billion options. How do we go about figuring this out? Because for most people, you freeze up. Like I'll use Netflix as an example. Daniel, I don't know if you watch Netflix at all, but there's so many things on there to watch. I can never make a decision and pick one thing. I just keep scrolling. I wish they had a shuffle button like, uh, you know, on an iPod. Yeah, exactly. We can give you a blindfold. Yeah, okay. Just close your eyes and, and close your eyes and point. Well, and yeah, people maybe do, what, people maybe do that with yeah. their retirement plan too, right? Because they don't want to do so. They're almost like it throwing seems a to dart. Be the case, you know. I've seen some uh, 401k options that were picked that I would think that that's what they did. But I'll tell you what, making sure that you have a good financial plan, is it's not easy to do for sure, but they're certainly overdoing it. You know, Sometimes people can become paralyzed, and I really believe that the information age we live in makes people you know, have a lot of anxiety about making choices. Oh, yeah. I think the default is just to let things roll and be more passive about things. They'll consider, you know, my financial plan is my 401k, or you know, they'll just leave it and let it go until things are bad. Unfortunately, that doesn't work out. Over the long run, you need to have a plan. You need to adjust and make uh, changes whenever risk environments change. But it's one of the hardest things for, for me to see is someone gets so overwhelmed by the information that they become paralyzed. And, and that paralysis can lead to a lot of long-term harm to them, you know, because of not making decisions or the inaction. Certainly there's consequences for it. So I think it can be daunting with all the information that's out there. No matter what the topic is, you can find pro and con articles on Google about it, you know. No matter what it is, you can find all kind of ups and downs. It's about finding a personal benchmark, you know, what is going to work for me for my plan to work to get the income that I need for retirement that's the question that people should be asking no I definitely agree with you on that and and when it comes to all this information overload uh, we can also tie that back into what's been happening with the stock market we'll finish kind of off with how things aren't what they used to be in retirement you know 17 was obviously a pretty great year for the stock market it's been really pretty good overall for the last 10 years but there is natural volatility that happens. We saw that earlier this year in February when it took a, a 2% drop, that 1,000-point drop. And then, of course, it's been fluctuating ever since. How do you go about dealing with that for people when I'm sure they're gun-shy still from 2008? And they should be. Market volatility is going to be with every retiree. It's always going to happen. The market's not uh, linear. It swings both ways above and below. And a good retirement plan, as, as we advocate, will, will dictate to us how much of our money should be at that type of risk. And the other planning, when we're dealing with income, we have to have predictability. We're not anti-market. What we are anti is not having a plan in place to deal with the risk that we're taking. 
So everything we've talked about in the last segment, this segment has been about, you know, things aren't like they used to be. When we retire, we need predictability of income. So if these questions are questions that you have and you'd like to have a conversation with us, that's what we do. We help you understand and make simple decisions based on the options that are out there that will help you plan properly to have predictable, reliable income in, in retirement. So if this is something you'd be interested in and having a conversation, we'll offer no cost, no obligation to do so. So give us a call. If you call us right now, we're going to custom design for you an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you need a full-blown retirement plan. There's no obligation or cost for this initial review if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. Here's what you can expect. We'll run a fee report to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, We'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized lifetime income blueprint using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we'll take the guesswork out of financial planning for you. So if you call right now, you'll get a comprehensive financial review for no cost and no obligation. 800-987-1443, your number to call. 800-987-1443. If you're here in the middle Georgia area, get yourself on the calendar. No cost or obligation with Security First Asset Management. Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. Big Bill Danner, I should say. And Dan the Man Neesmith. 800-987-1443. Dan the Man. Dan the Man. 800-987-1443. That's your number to call. Check them out online, completeplan.com. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions with the team from Security First Asset Management. We'll be right back. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's getting to know you time here on Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. This is where we step away from the retirement talk for a minute or two and just get to know them a little bit better outside that realm. And so, guys, I got a kind of a weird oddball question for you, which we do this all the time anyway with weird questions. But what's a place that you can think of you've visited, maybe a city or something like that, and you just never want to go back. Like the experience just was not good, and you could care less if you go back there again. Well, keep it radio friendly. You, got one, <laughs> you go ahead. Keep it radio friendly. Keep radio yeah. friendly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, never mind. I got to change mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, Washington D.C. I've I've been twice, That's and I funny. plan to to never go back. And here's why: when I went when I was in fifth grade, you know, on a school trip, it was it was fun. You know, that I mean, was last year, by the way. Yeah, I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> sixth grade now and don't ask bill why he hired me i mean i'm underage but so washington dc is my choice to never go back and here's the real reason why about eight or ten years ago me and my wife went back there and we actually went with some friends with ours of ours and met up and we for two solid hours this was just a normal day there was no big event two solid hours looked for a parking spot (laughs) finally we found a parking spot and then we had to ride a bus back across town to go to the restaurant that we were planning on going to and i was talking to people oh yeah that's just how it is here not for me i'm not going back yeah that's crazy (laughs) Uh, you know what it's actually on my list as well it's not my top but it's definitely my top three. First of all, the whole road system there just, you know, it just, the traffic's insane. I just feel a darkness there. Yeah. yeah well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just gross. <laughs> and what, what about you, you know, Bill? Anything <laughs> pop into mind? I'm 
don't know of anybody place really that I dislike that much. Okay. But I can attest to the same thing about D.C. It's the most horrible place in the world to get around in. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just not laid it's, it's out It's got to well. be. Atlanta's not far behind. No. Well, no. no. But, but at least Atlanta, you can get around. Maybe it's yeah, the wheel. Is, there. Maybe it's the wheel-spoke design. You know how D.C.'s built on, on that wheel-spoke out mm-hmm. uh, system? Maybe right. that's what it is. I don't know. It's pretty difficult to get around that town. So I was going to go yeah. with Philadelphia. Uh, I, <laughs> Philadelphia, Philadelphia? Is, is mighty mm-hmm. tough. It's not high on my list either. So uh, I've <laughs> been through there several times. I used to live across the way about an hour and a half from there and just not one of my favorite places to go. So I don't know. Everybody's got yeah. one, I guess, but that's, uh, that's kind of it for me. But I'd put D.C. right there as well, too. So there you go. That's our random getting to know you this week. Maybe you're th- sitting there thinking, listening to the show, you're thinking, yeah, where's a place I might not want to visit again either? And, of course, our problems with D.C. is pretty much traffic-based. <laughs> so, I mean, it really is because there's a lot of nice there's things There's a lot of cool stuff there. to it's see just, there, it's yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just getting around. It takes yeah, the excitement get, out of it. It oh. does. As cities continue to grow, and, you know, we know cities are going to grow rapidly compared to the rest of the population. Oh, centers, yeah. But we've got to find a better solution. Yeah, and, very for true. For the cars and the driving. Yeah. You know. Well, we do love our cars here in America, so that becomes a a sticking point sometimes, too, when you're talking about public transit and things of that nature. A lot of times people just aren't willing to take it, so who knows? Oh, yeah. One more note on that. Sure. I saw this thing the other day, and then in Singapore, it cost uh, $50,000 to get a permit to have a car for 10 years. So you pay fifty grand to the government because they're trying to reduce the amount of people that have them. Right. Then you can go buy one after you pay a $50,000 fee. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. My wife was just in Singapore not long ago. Yeah. We gotta really years. want one, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. My wife was over there not long ago in Singapore for a uh, for a conference. She said it was absolutely beautiful, and yeah, she said the traffic oh, yeah. actually was really reduced. She said there wasn't a lot of a lot of traffic that's the and reason. noise. That's the re- there's a reason. Yes, yeah, so nobody's paying the fifty grand, she, well, and they've got their public transport was uh, fantastic. So, yeah. well, different cultures, right, so. in different areas. I mean, like New Yorkers, they're used to it. You know, we have cities that are used to the public transportation, but uh, we have a lot of places that just are kind of stingy when it comes to wanting to adopt that principle so we'll see how it goes in the future but anyway we got to move on that's our getting to know you here on the show we'll be back with more retirement talk after this 800-987-1443 when it comes to retirement we want you to thrive keep listening to retirement income solutions well, you're back here with us on Retirement Income Solutions with Big Bill Danner and Dan the Man Neesmith. I'm just going to keep doing that on the show today. It's too much fun. 800-987-1443. That's your number to call if you'd like to talk with the team. A couple of great guys, really good information that you'll find when you sit down and have a conversation with them at Security First Asset Management about your own retirement journey. They want you to listen, plan, and thrive. If you've got questions or concerns or think you need a little bit of help or you're just not sure where you stand, well, reach out to them. Talk to them about their lifetime income blueprint process. Uh, There's no cost or obligation to get started, so why wouldn't you take advantage and give them a jingle? Uh, They are retirement income certified professionals as well as national social security advisors, and they specialize in working with federal employees. Uh, So they're a great resource for you to tap into here in Middle Georgia. 800-987-1443, 800-987-1443. Tell them Mark sent you and call them Big Bill and Dan the Man. They'll appreciate that as well. But anyway, so I got a question for you here, guys. Another email has come in to us at completetheplan.com. That's completetheplan.com. And it's from Gabe, and Gabe's in Warner Robins. And he says, fellas, I have our retirement savings spread out over a few accounts between my 401k, two IRAs, a Roth, 
and several mutual funds purchased with after-tax dollars. He wants to know which account should I start withdrawing from first? Well, Gabe, we appreciate your email. I'm sure that's a question that uh, a lot of listeners are probably asking when they when they do retire, whether they take money from first. It's kind of hard to answer your question because we don't know enough about what your situation is. But what we create for our clients is a sequence of spending along with a lifetime income blueprint. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Where do you take the money from first? Uh, what are the tax consequences of doing so? And to be able to properly answer your question, Gabe, we need to know a little bit more about you. Are you going to have uh, the opportunity to start your Social Security at that point in time? Or are you younger? Are you going to have a pension? What are the other sources of income you might have? would help determine whether you take the money from, whether you need to take it from the taxable account or can take it with the least amount of taxes due. Those are a lot of questions that uh, come to mind quickly. We do appreciate you sending us an email on the subject and encourage you to, to give us a call and let's sit down and talk about it. We can't really specifically answer your question without knowing a few more things about you. Well, let me ask you this question. Let me play devil's advocate here, guys. We're just talking hypothetical because, again, as you mentioned, uh, please don't take any action, folks, before you do check with a qualified professional. But let me just ask you, with these accounts, I, I think a lot of people are, are wondering, because the tax rates are so low, should they be looking at taking money from accounts where they have to pay the taxes now versus the ones that are you know deferred till later? Or like a Roth, for example, where you, you, know, you don't have to later on. What's your thoughts on that? Is it because taxes are low? Is it, is it a good idea to at least consider? Well, of course it is. But that, that, uh, that's all part of the sequence of spending uh, okay. plan that we talk about. Okay. But, uh, if you look at it on the, on the surface, yeah, the Roth money is non- non-taxable. The money that he has in mutual fund accounts, uh, if they're after tax monies, as he indicated here, their capital gains, short or long, um, maybe even dividends. So they're not taxed at the same rates uh, generally as your regular ordinary income rates. So on the surface, you would say, well, look, heck, you take it from the thing that's least taxable, right? right. Okay, sure, yeah. But but uh, that's not the case because we don't know how what that might do to trigger other 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 uh, tax situations. Gotcha, so, okay. It's all part of a puzzle. That's right. why we call it a sequence of spending. Okay, well, see, that's that's why I'm here to ask the extra questions and, and dig in a little bit and why you guys are here to offer some of those things to think about. So great question, Gabe. We certainly appreciate it. Strongly encourage people who have that similar question or are concerned about which accounts to pull from first in retirement to reach out to Bill and Daniel and talk about it specifically for you so that they can help you work through that equation. 800-987-1443, 800-987-1443. All right, guys, are you ready to come on my game show? I'm going to put you on my game show. As long as you don't call me Dan the Man, yes. No, okay, I won't. You Dan started it. Well, no, actually, Bill started it, sorry. So. Did, I, but, did uh, I call him Dan I the think Man? You might His have, name yeah. was Bill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm going to do so my... I apologize. Uh, uh, no worries. Dan I'm going to do my... my <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best Alex Trebek Sorry, here and, uh, and put you on my game show. And we're going to do a little multiple choice quiz action. I'm going to toss out a statement to you and give you the answers. And you tell me which answer you think might be the best one or tell us what you think might be the best. All right. So the first one, guys, at what age should people start saving for retirement? A, when you begin working. B, after you buy your first home. Or C, when you've paid off all your debt. That's a tricky question, you know. A lot of this really depends on the details. But in general, I would say uh, if you have debt that you have high interest rates on or variable rate debt, you know, if you're still young, and I'm not talking about in your 50s, but if you're in your 20s or 30s and, and you've got 
credit card debt, for example, unsecured credit card debt or even secured debt, I would think it makes a lot of sense in my mind, and I guess there's really no right or wrong answer, but it makes sense in my mind to pay off the debt first, especially if you're paying, you know, 10% on a credit card or 15 or 24, the high, whatever, whatever it happens to be. By paying that off, it's just like earning that percentage of return on your money because you're, you're going to pay it. You're going to pay the interest if you don't pay it off. So, but ideally, if you don't have debt when you first start working. Okay. All you know, right. Because the reason for that is you have more time for your money to compound, and you don't have to save a large, as large of a percentage of your income as okay. if you were to wait. And and, uh, and I heard someone, we were talking about this, I heard someone say option D should be now. At what age? The age should be now. So if you haven't done something, do something now, right? Don't just don't no longer keep procrastinating. So ideally yeah, when you begin working, but do something now. There's a difference between saving and retirement, though. Well, Savings that's accounts true. are easily accessible in most cases. And retirement accounts, they're sacred. You don't touch them. So savings is not, a lot of people misunderstand it. I'm putting money away from my retirement. Don't put it somewhere where you can readily get to it. That's savings. You can get that at any time. You need to, you need to look at it differently. Okay. All right. That's a good point. So I'll award you, Daniel, uh, 10,000 points that you can use absolutely nowhere. So there you go. <laughs> Dollars would be preferred. No, nope. Nope. It's 10,000 imaginary <laughs> points that you can spend at ToysRUs.com. No. <laughs> Kidding. All right. <laughs> At toysrus.com. And they're no longer in business. Uh, they're so, all yeah. in business. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm just being mean. He's very clever. I'm just being clever, mean today, clever. aren't I? All right. So our next multiple choice question, fellas, which of these is the uh, best estimate of how much income you'll need in retirement? Is it option A, 50% of our current income, B, 85% of current income, C, 100% of current income, or D, none of the above? That's also a... Um, a very individualized question. For some folks, they're spending 100% of what they've got. So if they're spending 100% of what they've got and they're not saving anything, guess how much they need in retirement? 100% of what they were getting, right? Right. So it's different. Uh, if I were to just look at it on the surface, it, uh, I would say somewhere between the 80-85%. Because most of us do not reduce our lifestyle in retirement. Well, that's the number we, we hear, do, right? That's kind of the average we hear, 80-85%. Right. Yeah, well, because we assume we're not putting money in our retirement accounts right. and we're not traveling to and from and eating out as much, et cetera. But it depends on our lifestyle. Absolutely. If we're not saving enough now, then obviously we're spending more than we have coming in. So that's why it's very, very important to understand what our lifestyle expenses are. That means our must-haves and want-to-haves. What do they equal? They equal our lifestyle, and that, and that has to be funded. So. These numbers are arbitrary until you know what you're spending. Yeah, well, and of course, we phrase it as a best estimate because we do hear that question a lot from people. I hear that I should have 85% of my current income in retirement, so on and so forth. So it's kind of good to have a little fun here and take a different take on it. You might even say, Bill, right, for some people, it's going to be more than even 100% because in the first early years of retirement, maybe you're more active and going and going, right? And then it's going to taper off through retirement. Yeah. That's the go-go phase. So yep. you need, to, in most cases, we need to plan for more. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I will award you ten thousand points as well. <laughs> good. <laughs> good same, the same place. Same place. Yeah. Toys R Us. Yep. There you Toys go. Toys R Us. Yeah. Toys R Us. Yeah. They'll have lots of grandkids. <laughs> They'll enjoy that. That's except, right. Except for the website's no longer there. So uh, you're out of oh, luck. <laughs> okay. I'm being mean today, but no, seriously, good questions, guys. We're having some fun with this, folks. If you'd like to talk with Bill and Daniel about uh, how to get yourself your own plan in place, well, you know what to do. Reach out to them, 800-987-1443, 800-987-1443. All right, guys, so this one's kind of uh, this one's kind of an easy one, maybe. I don't know. You tell me. Next question, which of these do you find retirees fear the most? 
Option A, not leaving enough to the kids. B, running out of money. Or C, needing nursing home care. Well, I think it's uh, now. For many, many years, running out of money was the number one choice. But now health care costs and running out of money are oh, actually okay. tied right. in national uh, Gallup polls as being the top concern for retirees, vir- virtual time. I don't see any uh, end to the, the increased costs of health care in, in our country. That does not That's seem to be a workable solution. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But certainly you want to, before you stop working, you want to make sure not only you have enough money, but you have a way to pay for your health care costs. Yeah, because a lot of that's going to, uh, like you said, it's only going to probably continue to get worse. And it seems like C is one of those topics that a lot of people do wind up putting their head in the sand about. Maybe it's a mortality thing. I don't know. But we kind of tend to not, not focus as much on the long-term care aspect as we should. Is that what you find as well? Not only us, but the federal government doesn't either. That's well, right. that's true, it's too. It's something yeah. that uh, nobody, yeah. nobody's really trying to do anything about yeah. on, to help folks across the board uh, nationwide. Yeah, fewer than 5% of people have any type of long-term care oh, wow. coverage, and 70% of people will need some form of it. Wow. And in the state of Georgia, the cost of health care-related uh, expenses are going up uh, twice the uh, national inflation rate. Wow. Well, really good information here. That is a lot. Really, Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions. we got a couple more questions here, guys, before we go on our little multiple choice quiz game that we're playing here. Which of these examples, fellas, best represents a diversified retirement plan? (laughs) These are some interesting ones. A, the traditional 60-40 split, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds. B, three rental homes in different neighborhoods, along with a significant amount of cash in the bank. A C, 10 to 12 different mutual funds, or D, none of the above? Well, I'm going to be crazy here. I'm going to say, in my opinion, none of them. Okay. I mean, if you're going to talk in generalities, maybe 60-40. But a lot of folks can't stand the 60% uh, exposure in stocks and would like real rental income, which is not enough diversification. Uh, I do like the part where you said three rental homes in different neighborhoods, but a significant amount of cash in the bank. I like that part of it. <laughs> a significant amount of cash in the bank may be necessary because the others aren't liquid, right? Right, right. Certainly 10 to 12 different mutual funds uh, doesn't necessarily represent uh, a diversified retirement plan. I think it's so individual. It is. I'm not going to say think. It is absolutely so individualized that you can't just make a blanket statement to our listeners out there that all you need is this. Yeah. That's yeah. not the way it is. It's, it's, it's like a tailored suit. You need a plan tailored to you. And that mix may be completely different than the four options you just gave me. Well, it sounds like A, B, and C all have you know strengths and weaknesses, and so I, I, that's why you went with D, none of the above, right? You you've got to find a, the right mixture exactly. for everything. Daniel, you agree with that? I do. That's I do. why they I call think. me Big Bill. No, you, <laughs> no, Big Bill knows his stuff. <laughs> Come see Big Bill Danner. <laughs> oh, oh crazy, crazy. Mark, what did you do today? I don't know. I got him fired up today. Now, all of a sudden, I hear one of those uh, commercials for like the monster truck pulls. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Me Come too. see Big Bill Danner. <laughs> That's what it made me think of, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like a, yeah, used car. Yeah. A little uh, thing. But I think, you know, he's right. You, you want more asset classes. There's more out there than just stocks and bonds. And, and with rising interest rates, bonds may not dampen volatility as much as people think they are. So uh, we believe to have some in principle protected investments, uh, for especially from conservative people that want stable sources of income, may be a good idea. So simply having a 60-40 mix of stocks and bonds for people that are, are – 
wanting to be conservative may not be the best uh, choice. Okay. Well, I thought we had time for all one more, but we don't. Looks like we are running out of time. So, Daniel, let me just ask you to, as we wrap up here. You know, we had a little fun today on the show. We had a good time talking about some different things. But if people do have some concerns and they'd like to get themselves on the calendar to come in and talk with you, uh, just kind of break down for us quickly what that's going to look like. Okay, sure. Yeah. So we follow uh, something we call the lifetime income blueprint. So when people first come in to meet, we simply look at where they're at and get a good feeling for what their goals are and what their dreams and aspirations are, and, and importantly, their budget, and see yeah, if they're able to reach those goals. And so in the first appointment, we're not making recommendations and telling them what investments to get, no. And so it's very straightforward. We'll cover uh, how, how investment planning is done, what costs are involved, and make it very easy and straightforward for folks. So if that's something you're interested in, you've been listening today thinking, man, I really need to get things in order and get a plan in place, give us a call. We're very passionate about our community being well prepared for retirement, and we want to extend an opportunity to you right now to help you be sure that you're well prepared. We're offering a complimentary financial review to you if you call in the next 15 minutes and have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll talk to you about your retirement income needs, where that income is going to come from, how you'll outpace inflation, pay as little as possible in taxes, and make sure that you don't outlive your money. Now, you might say, I don't really have to call in the next 15 minutes, and yes, it's true. You could probably take care of it next week or next month, but here's the deal. We've been coaching people on retirement planning for a long time, and we've learned that it's too easy to procrastinate or get distracted. So if you don't start the process now, there's a very good chance that you're not going to do it at all. So the first coaching that we're going to give you is to encourage you to take the first step right now. For almost everybody, that's the hardest part. From there, it's really not a painful process. So if you're ready to finally get a plan in place, give us a call now. And that number is 800-987-1443, 800-987-1443 to talk with local wealth advisors at Security First Asset Management, Daniel Neesmith and Bill Danner, serving you right here in middle Georgia. Find them online at completetheplan.com. Uh, on the events tab, there's a lot of great resources you can click on and see the different kinds of classes and things they offer to their clients as well. But we strongly encourage you just to take the action and reach out and get on the calendar by calling 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Don't forget they are retirement income certified professionals as well as national social security advisors. So a great resource for you to tap into here in the area. 800-987-1443. Bill, Daniel, thank you guys so much for your time this week. I appreciate you and uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, thank you. Have a good week, folks, and listen to Retirement Income Solutions right here every week on the program as we talk more about the retirement journey with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. Listen, plan, and thrive. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities are registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Security First and Madison Avenue Securities are not affiliated entities.